Do you ever get sick of hearing a song? You ever have a song you get sick of hearing? You know, it's a song that gets played way too much, uh, whether it's on the radio or, you know, when you go skating or I, I don't know, wherever you are in life, um, the store, on the soundtrack in your office. But it just gets played way too much, and you, you just don't want to hear it one more time. But the thing is, it gets stuck in your, even if it's not playing, it gets stuck in your head and it goes over and over and over again because you heard it maybe somewhere that morning or somewhere that day. And just about the time you manage to get the song out of your head, you walk by someone or someone walks by who's humming it or singing it, and then it's right back in your head again. And it drives you nuts. It, it grates on your ears. It annoys you because you're, you're sick of this song. And you can't help it. But then you start singing it again. <laughs> you start humming it again. You start annoying other people around you. Now in life, in life, some of you are singing the same song that you have sung years it's an old song it's an annoying song you are sick of it others are sick of it god is pretty sick of it too i'm not talking about stairway to heaven i'm not talking about baby by justin bieber i'm talking about i'm talking about the songs that you sing in your words and in your lifestyle. The songs that you and I have been singing just by the way we live and, and by uh, the attitude we bring and by the words we speak. Songs of grumbling and complaining. Songs of defeat. Lack of trust. Songs of, songs of pride. And songs of criticism and belittling others. Songs of loneliness. Songs of disappointment, songs of ignorance, songs of darkness, and songs of earning and, and striving. Friends, these songs are getting old to, to us, to others around us, and to God. So I think it's time that we learn to sing a new song. A new song, a song of joy, a song of trust, a song of thanksgiving, a song of praise, a song of celebration. Why? Why can we sing a new song? Why can we sing a song of praise and celebration? Because the Lord has done marvelous things. Look at the first three lines. Psalm 98 is the text we're working through today. Look at the first three verses. Sing to the Lord a new song. Why? For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. His right hand. Now, um, we might use that for a lot of different things today, but in, in Hebrew, 
uh, to the Middle Eastern mind and way of speaking, your right hand was your power. That was your strength. So when it talks about in Scripture about the right hand of the Lord, it's talking about his power, his strength. His strength, his power has worked salvation for us. All right, he showed power over sin and death. No matter, no matter how powerful are the forces of sin and death and destruction in our lives, God is more powerful. He showed power over that. Uh, the ultimate example, he rose from the dead. He rose from the dead on Easter morning, and that rising from the dead, that defeat of death, guaranteed our salvation. So his power has worked salvation for us, and his holy arm has worked salvation for us. Now, his holy arm would be his holiness, his righteousness. He was holy, and because of his holiness, we've been saved. So Jesus came down here, and even though we've so failed to live a holy life, he lived a holy life in our place, and then gave you and me credit for his holiness. His holy arm has worked salvation for us. So um, even though we haven't been holy, Jesus gave us holiness, gave us credit for holiness, made us look holy in God's eyes. And all of that means salvation for us. He has done that for us. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to to the nations. So Um, Not only did he do that for us, now he gave us his word. He said, look, here's what I've done for you. It's all right here. I just want you to believe it. He gave us his word. And this gospel, this good news, uh, gives us life. It it brings us to faith. It gives us life and then daily renews us and strengthens us every day for those battles we fight. Um, Renewing us in that new song that God has placed in our hearts. And he has remembered his love and his faithfulness to his people. So when we have been so unfaithful, it is awful and disgusting how unfaithful we've been. And yet when we have been so unfaithful, he has always been faithful. He's remembered his love and faithfulness uh, just time and time again. Just this, this fall, we're going to go through the book of Judges. And, and I think that's going to be such an important series for us because we're just going to see in, in some very ugly ways and some very powerfully striking ways how god is just so patient and with with us and how unfaithful we are as a people and and uh we need that reminder in life um when we are starting to feel unpatient or where we think that we haven't been given everything we need from god he has been so patient with us he has been faithful and then all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of god so what jesus did he did for all people what he did for us, and we know he did for us, he did for everybody. So we have this message to share that we know is for all people of the world. What more could he have done for us? It's time for us to sing a new song to the Lord, to sing a new song that proclaims his new covenant. We're not living in the old way of things. We're not living just in the Old Testament where God hasn't fulfilled that covenant yet. It's time for us to sing a new song that reflects his new covenant. God made a new covenant with us. And he made that covenant through the life and death of Jesus, through the body and blood of Jesus. And through that covenant, in this new promise, what God gives us as a free gift is forgiveness and life and salvation. This new covenant offers us forgiveness. It offers us love. It offers us life as a free gift from God. It's a pretty good deal. Why would we want to go back to living the old way? Why would we want to go back to singing that old song? It doesn't make sense. As a new missionary, Herbert Jackson was assigned a car in his mission station that he was assigned to. So here's your car. Here's how you're going to get around and visit people. Problem with the car is that it wouldn't start unless it was pushed. 
But this, he was a doctor. He was very smart. So he devised a plan. And the plan for keeping his car going was he got a bunch of school children out to come and push the car to get it started the first time. And then he would go drive around visiting people, making his rounds and so forth, and he would always leave the engine running. But whenever he would have to stop for a longer time than that, when he would park it at night, he always made sure he parked it on a hill so that the next day he could get up and get the rolling start going, started on his own. So for two years, that was his method of operation. For two years, that was how he kept that car running. Yeah, you mechanics in here are just laughing. Um, so then two years was, his time was up to, he was to, to move on, to be transferred somewhere else. And the new missionary was coming in and Jackson's very pro- began very proudly explaining to the new missionary how he kept that car running. But even while he was explaining, the new missionary took a look under the hood and, uh, Dr. Jackson, I believe that the only problem here is a loose cable. And so he gave the cable a twist and then he stepped in the car to start it. And to Jackson's astonishment, the engine roared to life. So for two years, for two years, needless trouble and running around and keeping the engine going, all that kind of stuff, um, had been the routine. Needless trouble, needless working, old way of doing something had been the routine. The power had been there all along. It was only a loose connection that kept Dr. Jackson from putting that power to work. Now, the power enabling us to sing a new song in our new life with God has been there all the time. It's been there ever since God brought us to faith in him. The the moment, like Brooklyn this morning, the moment God brought us to faith, whatever it was in your life, whenever God brought you to faith, from from then on, the power is there because the Holy Spirit is in you. And, And so the power to sing a new song to the Lord in our life has been there all the time. But Boy, we don't always sing it, do we? We surely don't always sound like we're singing it. Why not? I don't know. Maybe we forget that it's there. Maybe we don't realize it's just a loose connection. Maybe um, we act as if it's not there. We, we forget about using it. We get distracted and wrapped up into, into other ways and other things. But we, we don't draw on that power. And we fall back into our old ways of doing things that aren't working very well. We go back to singing an old song. And it's nowhere near as wonderful. It's nowhere near as blessed. It's nowhere near as peace-filling and comforting and joy-giving as singing the new song, the powerful new song that God has placed already in our hearts because of what he has done for us. In the, in the last message, uh, I gave a couple weeks ago, I, I talked about how, how it seems like everyone else gets to talk about their stuff. You know, their uh, politics or um, their hobbies, on and on and on, or their beliefs or their viewpoints or whatever, where it seems like, it seems like we aren't supposed to be talking about our stuff, about Jesus, about the Bible, about Christianity, about our faith. And why is that? And we, we talked about a number of reasons why that is. And it's something that, it, it isn't a reality, right? It just, it, I, it seems like that. It's not that we aren't allowed to. We need to be able to. And someone pointed out to me this week, someone pointed out to me that um, one reason that 
one reason that we don't talk about Jesus to others is that we haven't learned to talk about Jesus among ourselves. So one reason we aren't talking Jesus to others out there who don't know him yet is that we aren't talking Jesus among ourselves. Jesus isn't in our talk when we, who he has brought into his family, when we who follow him are talking with each other. Jesus isn't in the words that we use. Jesus isn't in the way that we live. Jesus isn't in the songs that we sing all too often. And so his power, his righteousness, his holiness, his love that he has filled our hearts and lives with all too often is being left unutilized by us. We're not making use of it. We're not drawing on, the, on what God has already put in our hearts. We're not living it out. We're, net, let, we're not letting the rubber hit the road. <laughs> and we're not utilizing it the way that we should be. And instead, we're doing things the hard way. We, we feel put down or, or we, we go about the old way and then finally our songs of complaining and our songs of making excuses sound like an old song. And I like the new one that he put in our hearts. And so probably a good place for us to start just to learn better how to just talk Jesus among ourselves too. And the more we talk about Jesus all of our life through, it's not going to seem that difficult or strange or hard to talk Jesus with other people. So, let's not get caught singing the same old song instead of a new one. Do you think maybe we could learn to sing a new song? The old song is boredom. Boredom. Are we apathetic about our faith? Have we gotten apathetic? Have we become apathetic in our, uh, about attending worship, about attending Bible study, about um, growing on the word in our own. Do we sound apathetic about our faith when we're talking to other people, when other people are around us? Because why would others care about Jesus if we don't care about Jesus? So that's the old song, boredom. The new song is excitement. Excitement. Listen to the next three verses of our psalm, four, five, and six. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp. With the harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? What God has done for us is exciting. There's nothing more excited, exciting than that. Let's let ourselves be excited about it in the way that we live. Even if you're, you know, not one of those emotional people. It's all right. Like we show excitement differently. You don't have to go out. Let's not go out and put on fake excitement. But let's not hold it back either. Those people we talk to out there, they're they're excited about this, they're excited about that. Great. Here's what I'm excited about. Let me sing this new song. We don't have to hold back anymore. Let's let ourselves be excited about the greatest exciting thing there is in the world. Old song. Grumbling in defeat. That's an old song. If you know a little bit Bible history, the children of Israel. Children of Israel, all the way along. God is delivering them from Egypt. And the children of Israel are grumbling and complaining and, uh, and acting like they're defeated, even while 
God was delivering them from bondage. They're grumbling and complaining about having no water, grumbling about no food, grumbling about um, the menu later on. Never ends. And they were constantly acting like they were defeated. Even when, after God brought them out of Egypt, and they were acting like they were defeated, then when the Pharaoh and his army came after them, they were acting like they were defeated when, uh, when the spies came back from the promised land and said the enemies are too big. On and on again, they acted like they were defeated. Um, grumbling and defeat. That's an old song. But how often, how often do you find yourselves grumbling about something? I hate to say, you know, we, we all have to raise our hands probably more often than we'd like, right? How often do you find yourself grumbling or complaining about something? Um, something is not right. Something is not fair. Something could be better. You, you wish you had something better. If, if whoever is hanging out with you, if, if, I mean, what do you sound like when you are with the people you're around? If, if you are constantly pointing out what is wrong with your world, how is that going to draw people to the God you worship? If, if, if that's the song we're constantly playing and constantly singing, how is that going to draw? <laughs> why are other people going to want to know the God who fills us with a song, right? Grumbling and, and defeat. Um, or uh, defeat. How often do you act defeated? I'm, I'm guilty there. How this, how, you know, oh man, how are we going to do this? Um, or, or let's say, let's say finances. How, how are we going to pay for this? Or how are we going to, you know, get these bills done? Or um, just something to you seems impossible. Oh, there's no way this is going to work. Or you're worrying about how are we going to accomplish this? Or how are we going to get done with that? Or, or whatever it is. Um, how often don't we sing that song of defeat? New song. The new song is Victory. His right hand and his only arm have worked victory for him. So in, if you go back to the children of Israel in the desert, Caleb and Joshua, they believed. They trusted that God was going to give them the victory even when it seemed impossible. And that kind of faith is catching. That kind of faith is catching to people around us. So let's sing a song of victory. Always, always, always communicating trust that God will give us the victory. Let's let that song define our lives. Let's not let a song of grumbling and complaining define our lives. Let's not let a song of, uh, oh man, defeat, you know, we can never do this, and oh, how are we going to get out of this, and how, let's not let that define us. Oh man, how are we going to do this, and oh man, I, I got all these fine, you want to come to church with me on Sunday? No, I think I might find something different to do, right? But, whoa, this, 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 this happened to you, and you don't have the, and you just, but you're still happy because you believe your God's going to take care of that? Can I come? Where are you going on Sunday? Can I come? Can I join you? Can, can I have some of that hope you have? That's catching. Let's let that define our lives. You, you won't even, we won't have chairs to fit in here. We, we won't be able to bring, to fit in here all the people you bring with us. Let's let that song define our lives. Old song. Another old song is pride. We love self-satisfaction. Right? We, um, we love um, uh, letting people look, look what I have accomplished in life. There's a lot of social networks that exist because I think Facebook exists because we love, right? We love showing other people what we've done. 
I mean, there's other things that happen there too, of course, but, you know, I think half of it is, look what I've done. We love that. We love singing the song of pride and talk about an annoying song sometimes for others, right? But uh, we love going on and on about what we've done. How often is pride the, the song that we sing? The new song is dependence. Listen carefully to, to verse 2. His right hand and his holy arm have worked. Somebody said, it wasn't my right hand and my holy arm. His right hand and his holy arm. The Lord made his salvation known. So humility, humility. We would be nothing without the grace of God. We sing a song of dependence. I have, I have no other choice but to depend on God for my needs to be met. And so let's not be afraid. Let's not be afraid to sing that song. Let's not be afraid um, to let other people know how dependent we are in God. It's not a shame for you to admit to someone, oh, you know, um, I can't do that. I need God's help. That's exactly the song we need to be singing. That's exactly the life we need to be living, a song of dependence on God. Let's give God credit for everything, okay? When you are, when you're talking about, when you're sharing your life with others, um, let that let that always drip into your heart and into your words about that you're giving cr- God credit for every good thing that happens. That is inspiring. Song of Dependence. That's the new song. Old song. Loneliness and Disappointment. A couple old songs. Loneliness. I'm all alone in this world. No one knows what I'm going through. I have no real connections with others. I have no real connection with Jesus. Really the problem. Loneliness. Or disappointment. Um, disappointment. Uh, the things in this life have let me down. We, we so often look to things in the world, and often we're, we're grouping this with loneliness because we often look to relationships in the world to do for us what only God can do. <laughs> and you know what happens every time. We get disappointed every single time because no one else can be God to you. Nothing else can be God to you. And yet we so often put those people, we put those things in that place. We're going to end up in disappointment. And so loneliness and disappointment lead to bitterness and resentment. And now there's a song people really enjoy hearing, right? Bitterness and resentment. So let's get rid of those old songs. And let's sing a new song. New song is love and security. Verse 3, he has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. So God has been faithful to you even when you haven't been faithful. God, you aren't alone. God hasn't left you alone. God is not going to leave you alone. He's going to put the people around you in life that you need. He's going he's to give you the things that you truly need. He is what you truly need in life. There's no reason for that when you let God fill you up. God is always faithful. No matter how far away we go, no matter how far we wander from, God hasn't left you. We are never truly alone. We wander off from him at times, but we are never truly alone with such a faithful God who pursues us with his love and faithfulness. God has loved you and forgiven you no matter what, all the time. And that forgiveness, and and, and if we look for, again, if we look for that in others, that's what leads to disappointment, right? When we look to God for what only God can give us, um, we, we, we won't be disappointed with other things in life. We'll expect other things to fail as they will in life because we come to God for what we truly need. And that forgiveness and that love and that security that God has given us is for others too. So instead of 
isolating ourselves from God instead of wandering away, in, instead of looking for God in other things, um, we get fed by the word. And as we, saw, as we let ourselves get fed by the word, we grow in our relationship. We develop an intimate relationship with Jesus. We're no longer lonely. We don't get disappointed. And we start singing the song of love and forgiveness in our lives. And then we're able to practice forgiveness. Not just talk about it. Not just, yes, you know, go through the motions on Sunday morning. But practice forgiveness. Forgiving ourselves. Forgiving others. As Jesus did us. That's a new song. An old song is darkness and ignorance. We were once trapped in the darkness of sin. And, and if we are living in that place, we tend to sing songs of darkness and ignorance. Songs of revenge, right? Oh, she hurt me and I, I'm not going to rest until I hurt her as much as she hurt me. Songs of judgment. He deserves to be punished for what he did to me. Songs of ignorance. I can live however I want to live. I can do whatever I want to do. And whatever is right is what I feel is right. That's right for me, right? That kind of way that everyone's living in the world around us. Um, that's ignorance. New song is light. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Jesus brought light into our world. So he brought light into our darkness with his forgiveness and life and eternal life. All right. But his light also then shows us how to live. There is a certain way how to live. And Jesus brought that light into our lives. And so now we let that light shine through our lives in the lives of others as we sing his song of light. As we live life according to the way he has given us to honor and glorify him for everything he's done for us for the forgiveness and love that he shared with us. And so we sing a song of release instead of revenge. We sing a song of of freedom instead of judgment. We sing a song of forgiveness instead of condemnation. Joy instead of guilt. Old song is strive. One more. Old song, striving and earning. All right. I have to live my life a certain way in order to be good. Um, this makes sense to us, right? I have to live according to a certain set of rules to make God happy with me. So I have to earn what I get out of life. And therefore, um, my, what I accomplish in life will be to my glory. That leads to guilt, because that ain't going to work out too long for you. There's a new song. New song is celebration. It's not about what we strive in. It's just really it's just celebrating that God has done it for us. And so our life is a celebration. That's why it's more joy than guilt. We, we celebrate what God has done for us. So all praise and honor and credit goes to God. He is the one who created us. He is the one who saved us. He is the one who's going to come to judge us with his righteousness. So praise him from whom all blessings flow. Even the created world, like the, the trees and the rivers and, all, and the forests and all that stuff, the created world bursts in praise to God. Listen to the last three verses of our psalm. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. So even the created world bursts in song with joy to God. Can't we join it? Can't we join the created world in that? Oral Hershiser was a pitcher in the major leagues, and Oral Hershiser pitched an unbelievable 
season in 1988 for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He had multiple uh, complete games, multiple shutout innings. He had a complete game that was a shutout. And when they got to the playoffs against the Mets in the, in the first round of playoffs, Oral Hershiser led the Dodgers to victory with a game five um, complete game shutout to win the victory and win that playoff series for the Dodgers, sending them to the World Series. And then in the World Series, Oral Hershiser led the Dodgers to victory over the Oakland A's by again winning a complete game victory in the final game to clinch the World Series for the Dodgers. He was awarded the Cy Young Award, Best Pitcher of the Year. He was awarded the MVP for the playoffs, and he was awarded the MVP for the World Series. Not a bad season. During the World Series, the camera zoomed in on Oral and caught him in the dugout singing. TV cameras caught Oral uh, between innings in the dugout softly singing some song to himself. And now the TV announcers couldn't quite make out what tune he was singing or what song he was singing, so they merely commented that um, Oral's record certainly gave him something to sing about. Well, Johnny Carson replayed that video on The Tonight Show a few nights later when Oral was on the show. And Johnny asked Oral what that song was that he was singing and asked if he would sing it right then and right there on the show. And the crowd just roared with uh, uh, approval over Oral's embarrassed reluctance. And so, right there on national TV, Oral Hirschheiser softly sang the song that those TV cameras had barely caught him singing in the dugout. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Oral Hershiser was simply doing what Christians do. He was praising God for all that God had done in his life, not saying, yeah, you know, I was pretty loose. He was praising God for all that God had done in his life's friends. Not only at church on Sundays, but in all the other in-between moments and times and days and places. Let's thank God for all that God has done in our life. Let's show how great his name is. This psalm, this psalm points out that God first made his salvation known to his people. And then his people were then to, in turn to tell the nation so that they could join in the new song. And then finally, all the created world would join in singing that new song. That is what we are here to do. Make God's name great. And that is exactly what we will do when we sing to the Lord a new song. When we are singing the new song instead of the old song, we will be a community making God's name great. Amen.